been how we can feel out. They team, you know. Yeah. I don't know what. Because the yeah, because the, the dude that was on their team, the shark, he was trying to shoot three so bad. Yeah, I, and I you put, wasn't giving him in a prime box. He was like, I don't want, I don't want to take no float or no bedroom. Yeah, I put lady. him, I put him in a prime box. He wouldn't have me. And then when you disconnected, your was still locking him up. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I was looking on. Oh, that's what's up. I was looking on the. Uh, I was watching your stream, and I saw him hit that uh, limit, limitless range three. I said, "Ugh, even my AI still out there right. giving him buckets." Yeah, buckets. I said, "He's giving the bucket. Is he locking him up too?" I said, "I know he's pissed." How dare this nigga make a build that's that OP? I don't know how. I don't know how people be coming in the streams. Be wanting A can I join? Like when Bones came in the GTA, can I join y'all? And this nigga like ninety six, like six uh, level ninety six. Yeah, man. Yeah. Under ten, like why would you even want to play? With I think it's because a lot of people are grievers, and a lot of people already have established crews or established people that they play with. So when you don't have one, or let's say all his friends don't play anymore, or have gotten bored with the game, right? You're you're in search of people to play with. That's how that's how these games are set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's set up for you to find people and to network and to find more people to play with. Like, 2K is not a game that you play by yourself. Right. In multiplayer. Like, you can't find any multiplayer game that's set up for you to be a lone ranger. Right. Is so, it like that in Red Dead, too? Yeah. In Red Dead, you can set up posses and games. So you can be running around. Yeah. You can have, like, a whole crew. I think the posse, you can have a posse of, like, I think 8 to 10. And you can just run around and raise havoc. You could be bounty hunters. You could do. They, here, here's something they introduce like heist and stuff like um, Grand Theft because the game promotes networking and playing with other people. And you get more rep and more money, more people you have. Of right. course, the harder the harder whatever mission you want is, but that's the way it's set up. Um, right. As I was telling you about uh, GTA, like you can get on GTA and be by yourself and rob people with cheating make too much money doing that like right. you'll be literally getting getting it from the bottom of the hood because you rob somebody <laughs> they got 16 dollars like, you do all their work for 29 dollars it's like what what am i doing this for yeah you know what i'm saying so but i'm gonna tell you though like when you actually do missions with people that you are used to doing missions with the shit's fine because there's certain missions where you have to have you have to actually go in with a strategy. I remember there's one mission where you got to steal some nerve gas. No, in the story mode you got to steal nerve gas from there. But in the mission you got to go there somewhere. But there's like bodyguards and shit set up, and you have to take them out silently because any move the alarm sets off and you fail that mission you got to start from scratch. So like I remember one time I, we had a full full four man crew. We went in. He was like, look, we're going to post up in these various spots. You take this, scientist, you take this one, you take this one, you take this one. And on three, we all shoot at the same time. Shit was so clean. It was like one, two, three. Everybody shot at the same time. All the bodies dropped. We're like, oh, let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, so like, that. It, that's I said. It, that's, where, that's where the fun is, is actually getting with people that you, no, no difference than 2K. Getting right. get people you have chemistry with. Running through the mission, running through the heist, repping up, leveling up. And then once you get to a certain level, once y'all get your chemistry, then y'all can take on other people. Right. Like you can set up, like my boy Blaze, he been trying to get me part of his crew, but he, this nigga ain't never on. And when he is on, he ain't like he don't play, so fuck it. But um, 
he's talking about like there's a crew that that he's that him and his crew's a rival with. Like whenever they online, they go at it. Right. But they all high levels. They all got helicopters and jets and all that shit. So when when they in the same lobby and they see somebody from the other crew, it's on. That's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So but how, they how do they know what they look like? It's not so how do much you know what somebody's crew is. Because like when you go to the um, what's it called the um. When you press, I think it's when you press down on the D-pad in the top um, left-hand corner, it shows yeah. all the people who's in the lobby. Next to it, it shows the abbreviation of their crew name. So you can go in there and you can see. Let me see how many people's in this lobby real quick. And you can see it. If you happen to see that person, it's like, oh, that's that one nigga from such and such. Yeah. Where, where are my niggas at? Oh no. <laughs> and then you can send invites to your other niggas that's online. Like, hey, such and such is here. Let's get them. And they all get online. Or like that person might be doing a mission where like they're doing like one of the CEO missions or the MC, motorcycle club missions, the MC missions. And like when you do those missions, or it could be the nightclub, any of the missions are set up when you have like properties, when you have to um, do the illegal activities, you have transport um, packages from one side of the town to the next. Everybody in the lobby can see you transport. All right. How does that show up? Is that show up as like a little? I I don't exactly know yet. It's been so long since I've done it. I haven't done one yet, but I just know it does show up because you when you do those missions, it puts you in a public lobby. You can't be in, in, in passive mode, yeah. so it, it puts you out there on front street, and then it's on the people in the lobby. It's at their discretion if they want to attack you or not. Now everybody's leveling up. Nine times out of ten, you're not. Not said nine. Seven times out of ten, you're not really gonna find nobody that's gonna fuck with you. You might have that one person. Cause I'm gonna fuck that shit up. Cause I, I remember I was doing one, and I'm doing it by myself. I'm riding. I'm on the little expressway on the highway. Some nigga sitting up on a mountain shoots me with a rocket launcher. I'm getting it. I'm here. Wasted. I'm like, I'm such kill you. I'm like, oh man. And that time I'm a low level. I said I could go after this nigga, but I'm by myself. I'm limited weaponry. I don't have no fast cars. And if he shot me from the top of a mountain with a rocket launcher, he's holding. So I'm, I'm going to leave him alone. I'm just going to go to another lobby and I'm, I'm going to chill on that. But like I said, there's other stuff. And like, a lot of the missions are so action packed. Trust me, it's a lot of fun. There's, like, there was one that was trying to get us to do the other night where um, it's a Martin Madrazo mission. When you, you start out, you're hopping the whip, y'all go behind this building. There's a van. You got to get the dope out the van. But it's surrounded by bodyguards. So you got to shoot all the bodyguards, kill all the bodyguards, get the dope, then run to uh, an abandoned industrial site that has, like, um, a code that you have to hack into the code, get the access to it. Uh, and when you're doing that, there's bodyguards and lynch and henchmen trying to shoot you, kill you, keep you from getting the code. So you got one person who's trying to do the code. While he's doing the code, he can't shoot nobody. Because right. he's in the computer screen, so you pretty much got to protect him. Right. After you do that, you got to go to the airport, and there's some dope in the back of a hangar. So you got to go right all the way to the airport, get there, and then you got to kill all the bodyguards, get the dope in the back of the hangar, and then take it to Martin Madrazo's crib, which is in the hills. And like I said, the whole time you're doing this, like, the henchmen are after you. Right. So it's like, it, trust me, it's fun. Because when we, when we get to the airport, I used to get in a helicopter. I get the helicopter float and I just start shooting inside the hangar. Just killing everything in the hangar. Somebody picks up the dope, 
land the helicopter, hop in the helicopter real quick. They hop in the helicopter, we fly off. But at the same time, this whole time, people are shooting at you. Right. So it, it trust me, it, you was like, oh, I like fighting. You like, you ain't seen shit. The highest, same way, robbing the banks and all of that. The last one is the shit. Like the last mission, you got robbed a main bank in the middle of L.A. Quote unquote. And um, once you robbed that, like instant five stars, police are everywhere. For real. And it's just like nonstop. There's a they used to. I don't know if they patched. It was a glitch where like you could if someone had a safe house around the corner. You go to their safe house, and you go to their safe house, like the stars are disappearing right. for a brief second until you get in your car and ride, and they pop back up. There's a little route you could take, but anyway, but that's how, like I said, the game said, so one, you got you to gotta break into a prison, and that's nonstop gunfire. So, like, it, the, the missions ain't as mundane as they start out. Right now, they kind of start out because you level them up, it's getting you used to the controls, used to the game, but as you level them up in missions, the harder and harder they get. The more complicated it get because it's supposed to have better weapons and whatnot, you know. So yeah, it's trust me, it's and like it is hard. It takes the the control definitely take a while to get used to. I didn't like playing the first first person mode until I started playing very recently. Now I, I do all my shooting in first person. And for me, it's just more I don't know more in engaging. Especially when I'm running up on the down. <laughs> <laughs> You see them put the clip in and just run it. I, I, I love it. So then when I hop in the whip, I'm in third person. Because right. I'm not driving third person. I started driving the first person. This is for the birds. <laughs> it is. It's for the birds. So you, so why did you force a trade off of the lake? I was getting bored, man. and I, I was going to make another bill, which I did make them, but I, I don't feel like grinding them. Um, I had to be see to make them. I made them. I got I think I got them to like an 88 overall, and I realized like he does not shoot nowhere nearly as good as this one does. Right. And this he one, was a small forward. Small forward, playmaking primary, shot creating secondary. Because also look, I ain't trying to do this again either. Where's that? Those are my park hot spots. I didn't even yeah, you have to get you got to you got to get hot hot spots in each mode. That's my pro end, but I've only played three games. Right. NBA, of course, is gonna be lit all for Park. I'm murdering out there, fam. Right. You be hitting. I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm murdering out there. So it's like, do I really want to build a whole another one? And I was like, you know what? Let me chill. I wasted that VC. Only realized like, nah. Now if. They make it like well, I think 2K18 where it had like a 6-9 shot creating playmaker that could be a bus. I'm all the way in. A 6-6 just ain't tall enough. Right. It's, just, it's just like the build I got right. and he don't shoot as well. Right. But if I had a 6-9 that was had an 80-85 mid-range 75-3 at 6-9, yeah, I'd go for it. Because he needs to be out there long and lanky Brandon Ingram because I'd take him down to the lowest weight. And I just run run with him, but but yeah, when I looked at that, I said, "Shit, I'm killing out here in the park." <laughs> so you when you when you hop on, you just hop straight into the games. I you never like just go to the park. Typically, I hop into an NBA game to warm up, get my shot down, um, just to get the muscle memory going. 
because you know I just playing with randoms, which I ain't played with randoms much since I on the Xbox. But I know on PlayStation, playing with randoms like you got to be warmed up. One thing I've noticed about the Xbox community, different than the PlayStation community, no one complains about the the aggressive way I play. Like on the team. Like yeah, on, on the park. Like when I play on park, like if I got the shot, I'm taking it. Right. I'm a shot creator, so some shots ain't gonna look like they go in. But the thing about shot creators, if you have an inch of daylight, right, you pull that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing well on PlayStation. Even if you're doing well, they gonna bitch pass me the ball. Oh, you you shot that? Oh, I can't move. Pass me the ball. Right. Oh, you ball hogging? Like no, dude. This is I am a scoring guard. Right. I'm gonna pass you the ball if I see it. But if I don't see it, I'm not passing. I'm not forcing no passes. Right. And like that's what they used to people doing. Is what they call uh, throwing Stevens or throwing scaries. Stevens is like you didn't. Blind pass or scary, like a scary pass. Like, I'm not. My goal as a guard is to, you know, you know, my goal as a guard, like, limit turnovers, right. get assists, and get buckets. Right. Like, when I, if I come down the court and y'all ain't open, I have to create. I'm not going to stand there and wait for you to get open. Right. I'm going to come down the court, I'm going to shake, I'm going to move, I'm going to dribble a little bit. I ain't going to do all that spinning and shit. Right. But I'm going to dribble a little bit, I'm going to move, I'm going to do a couple moves. If ain't nobody open and the nigga ain't guarding me, I'm either going to the rack or I'm pulling some type of fader. Like, this is how right. it, they, a lot of times, randoms will complain. And it's, it's the way 2K built um, people to play. Like, everybody's a superstar in my career. When you get in the park, you're not a superstar, man. Like, if you are a big man and right. you, you're pure post scorer, you're not really supposed to take mid ranges. Right. You definitely ain't supposed to be shooting threes. So, like, if I come down the court and you are waiting, like, way high post, and you're just standing there, you're in the way. I right. need you on the low block, or I need you setting the screen and cutting. Right. Like, they, they just going to stand there on the high post, or stand there at the top of the key, or stand in the corner. Come on, to pass the ball. No. Just because 2K allows you to shoot don't mean I trust you. Right. And just because on YouTube these niggas be hitting what they say is high clips of corner threes don't mean that your ass is going to hit them. Right. Them niggas play every day professionally. This is what they do. That's what they get paid to do. Nigga, you just don't be fucking around. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, no one's been like, oh, I can't believe you did this. No, I, it, it, that helps me play better because I ain't got to worry about second guessing myself. Right. I'm just out there like, just play the game. Just play basketball. Yeah, it'll yeah. work itself out. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I think we win. And I think it's it's because you have you play basketball. You have basketball knowledge. I've played basketball. I have basketball knowledge. It seems like takeover as well. Right. Has played basketball. Has basketball knowledge. They know the roles. We know our roles. We know what we can and we can't do. Right. Like a lot of athletic finishers, they don't go for alley oops. They don't cut to the basket. They going for some reason they want to shoot corner threes, but it's standing at the top top of the wing. They want you to pass the ball and they want to triple threat and drive. Like no, like you primarily primarily on open floor build. Right. Like if you catch it on the wing, you get triple triple threats because I got stuck and I had to pass. But if we get the ball and we come down the court, your job is to run to the basket. Right. Right. Not every time. 
to the corner right. or to the wing. And that's what you get with a lot of randoms. Like, they don't play their build like they're supposed to be played. So, like, I'll grab, uh, somebody get the rebound, they pass it to me, rebounding down the court, everybody runs for threes. Right. And it's like, come on, I need someone to cut. Because if you cut in and I cut this way, and I'm cutting like I'm going towards the basket. Eventually, the dude's gonna come up on me, especially the way I score. Right. Like my my job as a playmaker is to draw people in so I can kick it out. People don't think that way. They, I don't know, man. It just pisses me off. That's why I, I don't. Oh yeah, welcome to the podcast, by the way. I'm like, what's good? So I'm like, welcome to along by the cartoon. I'm your host, Leonidas King Leonidas, sitting here with. Uh, my dear friend, uh, one half of wax on, wax off. <laughs> <laughs> one half on, one half of sweet and sour. I say that because you know on, on, uh, I made that name up the other day on Grand Theft because I'm sweet because my my build my my guys like chocolate black man. Your guys Miyagi is so sweet and sour. I don't know, it just came out that way. So. And uh, I don't know what number podcast this is. It's probably like number twelve, honestly. When it all boils down to how many we recorded. Yeah. Um, Apple still hasn't gotten back to me. Well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I heard they they're trying to do something different with the podcast, so that might be why I haven't heard anything. Because you know they're late to the podcast game. So they're trying to do something innovative. I don't know what that means. Spotify still. Well, I heard from Spotify. I got to get with Pippa and get a whole new email or something to link to our show so I can submit it to Spotify. Link to our show? Like on YouTube? No. Like on Spotify. Like, you know, not, not an actual like website link, but to, to link, like to connect. Yeah. Because like the email that they have now is an email. I don't know. I don't recognize the email. It's owned by, I guess, Pepper. I don't know why, but when I submitted to Spotify, it the um, information is going to that particular email. So I sent Pippa a couple of emails like, hey, how do we resolve this? So I get my stuff on Spotify. So we waiting on that. So what do people mostly listen to the podcast on? I mean, you can listen on. You can listen to I it on. I know they got a lot of different platforms, a lot of different apps. That Mainly, I know of is Spotify and Apple. Um, I know my, me myself personally, I listen to Spotify and Apple because Apple, of course, has a, has the podcast podcast app. They were oh, on the phone. Yeah. yeah, that's what I usually listen to, or I listen to it on YouTube. Yeah, I, I listen. I haven't really listened that much on Spotify. I just started probably like a couple days ago, but once we once we start recording more regularly. You know what I'm saying? To have a more quality uh, podcast, mm-hmm. we're gonna need to be able to have it flowing smoothly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, that's weird that they got like some strange email address. Yeah, that that threw me for a loop because I kept trying to figure out why I wasn't getting that. And I'm like, why am I not getting that from these niggas? And I kept trying to send it. And I think the third time I tried to send the third, because I was sending them episode by episode, and I think the third or fourth episode I said. I sent one of the first ones again because I saw that it was the wrong podcast and I tried to put our our email in there. It was like, it was like oh, this show already is connected with another email. Contact your host, yada, yada, yada. So I emailed them and now I'm waiting for them to 
email me back because I want to get that squared away because I would like for us to be on podcasts and Apple. I'm not too much concerned about any other platforms. YouTube, of course, is there. We got that one. Like, that's cool, but a lot of people are not going to listen to it on YouTube because YouTube is not made for listening. Right. But it's a good way to get started. But mostly Spotify and Apple is what I want to be part of. So eventually it's going to it's going to work. It's just about keeping um, consistent and keeping moving and keep posting and keep putting it out there until, you know, what I'm saying something goes. Because right. Um, right now we don't have anything to like share to people. Like, oh, you want to finance? Go here. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing we could do is direct it to YouTube and not everybody pays for YouTube. Because there are there are people who pay for their YouTube channel and they can like turn the podcast on, but have their phone like yeah, go to a different app. Yeah, and yeah. still listen. But for the most part, you can't if you're not paying for YouTube. But at the same time, I think this is a good thing because we can build a catalog. Right. So eventually, when we do get those platforms, we'll already have a nice catalog so we can go in and actually listen and follow and see what we're about. It, it's kind of sucks though because I, I really wanted this podcast to be comment driven, and without the viewers, right. there's no comment. So we'll see what happens, man. I just think you know, as long as we keep moving and keep doing it, it it's gonna pop. Because I think about the a particular podcast I listened to. I didn't start listening to it until they was already, I think, three years in, and they was talking about their struggles. Yeah, and I think it. Right at four, four and a half years of them doing the podcast, they get an actual deal with Spotify. Right. Yeah, so they got a deal with Spotify now. So Spotify pays them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just it's just a testament of you having to pay your dues. You right. know what I'm saying? I say that every time I turn on the stream, is that you know I'm not really looking to blow up right now. I'm just putting in the work. Right. I'm just putting it, getting the, uh, what's that, what, getting the hours in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Paying my dudes, getting the hours in, getting some streams up, getting it posted so I have a catalog so you can see I've been doing this for a while. Uh, the good thing about the streaming platform we've been doing, we've been picking up followers like crazy. Yeah, it is. I think it's the reason why I'm going to stick with that for right now. And I'm going to set, I'm going to write down a goal on how many followers I want. And then I'm going to try to carry them from, Mixer to Twitch. Yeah. I and, feel like eventually, once, once we get a certain amount, yeah. it's easier to transition to yeah. different platforms, whether it be Twitch. And hopefully by then, hopefully by then, like, I'll have a better laptop, and then I can stream both at the same time, and really... And the good thing is, I think it is a good idea that we decided to stream at the same time. Right. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it bounces each other. Because it was crazy, because, like, the other night when we was playing... Takeover was on yours. Yeah. And then he came to mine and followed, and then he took some of them lightning bolts. I don't know what them damn things yeah. are, but he gave me some of them lightning bolts. And then uh, Durag Joe did the same thing. So I just got to get used to playing and looking down at the chat. Right. That's something that I ain't got used to yet. Looking down at that chat. I missed I missed the dude. I had, he was a potential follower, yeah, but yeah, I missed yeah. him. Yeah, I'll be missing him too. But I mean that's gonna happen anyway, especially once you get big. So right. But that's also why you you get people like moderators and stuff like that, people who come to the stream on a regular and they monitor your chat for you. Right. So yeah. 
Yeah, I think Mixer might be the best way to go. Yeah, I think I, I decided Mixer was the best way to go because it just started in 2016. So it's the baby of all streaming right. services. And I know this last E3, Xbox was heavy on doing better and getting exclusives, doing better at um, getting better games. And I think once they do that, especially when the next gen comes out, a lot of people will be streaming on Mixer. A lot of people are going to get the um, new platform. And once that happens in the, in the actual um, flagship games or the exclusives come out, if we're on here and we pick one to play, people are going to come check it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't play Grand Theft Auto necessarily because I really want to. I know it's one of the top 10 most viewed games. I think 2K is like top within the top 20. I did all that. I read all this stuff. Like, I didn't want to do Fortnite. Right. I could have jumped on Fortnite, but there's so many people watching Fortnite. I might not ever get a view. Right. So I said, no, let me do something else that's not within the top five. And I think Grand Theft's, depending on what time of day Grand Theft, Grand Theft could be top five, but I know what the time of day I usually get on, it's within the top ten. And you got to get stragglers coming in. Mm-hmm. And they're going to kind of look and see what's going on and then that's how, but within the week of getting on Mixer, got 12 followers. Hopefully that keeps, you know, that number keeps going up. I think right, right by the time I get 500 or so, that's when it'll be time to like, hey, we're going to stream on Twitch this night. Yeah. Come on over to Twitch. Check me out real quick. Because if they got Mixer, they got Twitch. Yeah. It's all a part of the console. Um, and um, they just build from there. I don't think, as far as YouTube, I think I did strike. I'm chilling for, for a second. So I figure, on until I figure out the um, the under the hood shit. Because I could have swore I muted all my music on 2K. It played no more than like seven seconds of 18 on a video. I'm watching the video back so I can see how it sounds. Right. So I know when it is, right, you know, right when the game starts? Yeah. It was playing that little snippet, and then poof, the game starts. Like, they, hey, this is earned, you know, and it's like, that's all they play. And then no more than five minutes later, I get an email. Strike. I'm like, what? Yeah. I ain't even. I said, you know what? Let me chill on YouTube for a second until I get this going. And plus, I'm kind of waiting on some exclusives as well. And I, I just need, I need an editing program, man. Like, yeah, the one I I don't even be editing that much because the what I what I would use the Windows Movie Maker it's not as in, de- in detail as how I would want to edit the video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's one reason why sometimes I don't need that. Most times I don't need to edit my videos. But I said, I've also been watching a lot of videos here lately, and I've been watching them differently. I watch how they cut, right? Like and and how they do it, and I could tell that they're taking two hours. Right. Of gameplay and they strengthen it. Plus also my mic, like my mic picks up picks up everything. So um I think until I get a boom arm, I'm gonna kinda hold off as well because it picks up the fan from the laptop, it picks up the fan from the Xbox. Yeah, headset mic? No. Oh this, this mic. 
because when you when you're when you're recording the gameplay on Elgato, you can't use the commentary from this from your headset. There's a whole nother button for commentary that uses your your Yeti, and the Yeti picks up yeah. everything. So not only does it have the silent noise buzz, like the back the side the background silence, which is like loud yeah. already, it has the fan from the laptop and the uh, Xbox fan going, and it's just too much. I'm gonna get an interface, a boom arm. I want a bigger desk. And once I get that, I actually get into the editing of the videos and all of that. For right now, though, I think streaming is my main thing. Yeah, streaming. Streaming seems to work in the, in the beginning, I think. For sure. So, how'd you like Rami? Uh, Rami, was, Rami, Rami was dope. But when I seen, when you sent me the trailer, I knew it was going to be dope. I just... Didn't know where to watch it. I didn't. It was on Hulu, so I was like, "All right, I don't got Hulu." And I, I knew it was gonna be dope. It, it was just a matter of time or a matter of when I was gonna watch it. Plus, I wanted to wait and watch it with my wife. You know what I'm saying? So once I got, once I was able to get, you know what I'm saying, to 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 the place where I could watch it, we watched it and it was dope. You know what I'm saying? She liked it. I liked it. I think I watched. I think I watched like the first two or three episodes. I think man. I think I watched the first four episodes. I watched the first four episodes. The last episode I watched, and the first time we watched it was a kid when he was a kid, which I wasn't really. I was like kind of slept on that. Episode. It was the one with the dreams, right? Yeah, with yeah. the dreams, with Osama, the strawberries. His dad shit was hilarious, though, fam. Okay. <laughs> the strawberries? Yeah, so Osama sitting at the kitchen table. It's like, it's like is that, I was like, is that Osama been lying? This is Daddy, ain't it? What's he doing? Yeah, so, but there was some. It was like, it was refreshing. Like, the show was very refreshing. It's. I think it's refreshing because it gives the average American more insight on how human we are. Right. Because the news have you to believe that we are these ticking time bombs of a psychotic killer. Yeah. And that's not what we're about. For one thing, people don't know the religion. And then they don't know we're just regular people. We have the same problems and the same issues and are in the same situations as any other American. Yeah. So I, it was very refreshing, especially when he was dating a little Jew- Jewish chick and uh, she went to take the dope. And he went take it. Yeah, yeah. And then he looks up and she's getting a shower with some other dude. Yeah. And yeah. then the, the the brother at the mosque, the white dude, that was like, yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, I was, uh, uh, this girl, she was like, you want this ass? And I was like, no, I don't want this ass. He said, what, I can't? <laughs> you turned on the ass? He said, yeah. And then, then when he dropped the Hadith. I said, oh, they dropping Hadith in the show. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Like, I love that, man. Like, I might have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, it's that. Just on GP. And then when he went to uh, Africa, yeah, went to Africa with, with Egypt. Africa with Egypt. And his cousin kept saying, nigga, he said, you know that's offensive, right? <laughs> he said, what? Why is it offensive? I'm from Egypt. Right? I'm in Africa. 
I am a nigga. <laughs> I said facts. Facts. You can't get mad at that man. Right, right. He gave you facts. Now, the whole cousin thing was kind of weird. The cousin thing, I was talking about. Don't get me wrong. That. Don't get me wrong. Like, I went to family reunions and seen a cousin. Didn't know she was my cousin. I'm like, damn, who is that? That's your cousin. I think that happens. Shit. And everybody, because you know what I'm saying? But. To get that when, close? Mm-mm. When I was like, when I was talking to my wife last night, I just kept saying, like, he kissed his cousin. Like, I didn't think, for a minute, I didn't think it was going to happen. But then, the way she reacted, she didn't be like, well, we're cousins. And then, like, walk off or something or smack him. Like, I was like, oh, this might actually go down. And then, you know, once they once they did get close, I was just like, man, this is it's crazy. Because it's like, on one hand, when you think about it, you know, we always talk about, man, the people down in the South kissing their cousins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you can have birth defects and all this stuff. You know, the, the chances of it increasing. And then you think of it on another hand, it's like, well, we all come from the same person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So eventually, down the line, we're related. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, I think it's more so also it's, it's culture. Like, yeah. That was, that was, I know in the days of the prophets of Allah, it was nothing to get married to like a second or third cousin. There wasn't genetics. There wasn't, um, it wasn't like a level of like research and proven facts of um, how what can affect what. Yeah, birth defects and all of that. So like they didn't think of it that way. And I think just, just here in America, that's just always been taboo. You don't date your cousin. Like, but even though the way America was was founded and most rich families still to this day in America, people are marrying their kids off to their cousins to keep the money in the family. They ain't gonna tell you that. But they still do. I mean, hell, it's just coming out now to all the politicians, the shit that are in the, into the damn sex trade. And uh, for the record, I'm going to try not to cuss as much. I was listening to one of the podcasts, and I was like, damn, I do cuss a lot. Maybe I need to tone it down just a tad bit. <laughs> just a tad bit. Like, I, I, once I get yeah. going, I once can't you help. rewatch or re-listen to something, like if somebody can comment on one of my videos on YouTube, like, man, he said, you know what I'm saying? Like, every other time, like, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a drinking game. Take a shot every time he says, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think his, his name's Joe Epstein. Big guy, he was a big lobbyist. I can't exactly, can't remember exactly what he did, but I know he's in jail now for being a part of a trial sex trafficking ring. Hmm. And one of the victims stepped up and said Trump was a part of it. So I know when that nigga Trump get out of office, he's in some shit. Only thing that's saving him now is the fact that he's president. I watched the uh, whole Mueller report the other day. No, Mueller hearing the other day. <sighs> Obstruction of justice. Uh, they might even try to hit it with conspiracy. So, yeah. But at the same time, he's an affluent, rich, white male. And uh, most affluent, rich, white males have connections. And that's how they get. But that's how, how Joe, Joe, Joe Epstein, whatever his name is, got off the first time. Because it ain't the first time he's gotten caught up with um, sleeping with underage women. However... The reason why I bring up this point is 
in those circles, that is not taboo. That's what them niggas do. Yeah. It's, and here, after they have allowed the LBGTQ community to be uh, more openly um, themselves, what did you think was going to follow, America? The pedophiles are going to say that that's not their choice, that they're born that way. Yeah, I seen somewhere that was. And eventually they're going to make that legal. Yeah, and what you're going to do about like it? Like it's a sexual preference. Yeah. And I also bring it up just to segue into don't you ever in your life talk about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. For one thing, y'all don't have all the information. For two, even if Aisha, right along, was six, nine years old, no one during that time said anything. And that's a big if she was, because there are some high that said she was 19, 18 years old. But if she was, no one said, hey, that's messed up. The Quraysh, the ones who despised the prophet, would definitely have been the ones yeah. who would have spoke up. And I say that because here in America, marrying underage girls is as American as apple pie. In California, I think the legal age at one time was 12. They just raised it to like 16, not, not, not too long ago. Massachusetts is another place where the legal age to marriage, the legal age of consent to marry a girl was like 11 or 12. Y'all got a lot of nerve. I, I, I lost a lot of Facebook friends. We had a debate years ago about that. I told him straight out, I said, you look further, you look down your line in your family far enough, one of your great, great, great grandmothers was probably 19 years old when she got married to the to the great, great, great grandfather who was 20. And it wasn't looked down upon. That's how they did in the South. That's how most of y'all motherfuckers are here. It's because one of your grandmothers had grass on the field. They said play ball. Because in their age, as soon as, the, as soon as the girl bleeds, she's a woman. If she bleeds, she can breathe. They marry her off. And that age varies. Yeah, that's right. So if she's nine years old and she has a period, she's getting married. And who's she getting married to? Nine times out of ten, somebody who's 18 to 20. She has babies. She stays at the house while the, while the man goes out and works. I, I just got to put that out there. It's something that I was thinking about the other day. Like, how dare y'all? I think it was, I was watching a, a, a lecture where some ex-Muslim was saying that the Quran promotes pedophilia and all of that. And I was like, for one thing, it's wrong. Because it, it's not, it does not promote that. For two, man has been doing that shit for years, man. Any culture you go into, there's men who's marrying underage girls. And it's not because a lot of them are um, pedos. It's because the way they are set up, once a woman has a once a girl has a period, she's a woman. It's time for her to bear children. And it got shit to do with society and none of that shit. It's procreation. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just giving you the facts. For anybody say that King Leonidas it's saying you can sleep under, and that's not what I'm saying. Don't take me out of context. I'm saying that it has always been, since time immemorial, 
when a woman has a period, she's able to have kids. And when she's able to have kids, they marry off. And how do you have kids? It ain't no start, nigga. Just saying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the pissing thing on the Rami thing threw me for a loop. But there was a lot of great episodes in that, I feel like. My other funny, my other favorite episode was when he was in the car with the Muslim mom. And she was trying to get him in. Bruh. And he wasn't trying to get in. And she said, what is up with you Muslim men who think that we don't want the same thing that the other girls want? And he just started like, huh? I, said, I just bust out laughing and started clapping so hard because I remember before I got married to my wife, there was a brother who was messing with a girl who, I get that, at that time she was Muslim. And he felt bad because they did something. And I'm looking at him like, I told the brother, I said, Nigga, this is America, man. Like, we don't do that here. Don't feel bad. That's what you come from. Yeah, I can see that. The way we get to know people in America is we test drive shit. That's just how we do it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that is our culture. People date. We don't have Wally's. We don't have wards. You meet somebody. You 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 feeling something. There's a chemistry there. Y'all go out on a date. Y'all go home. If the biology pretty much states that eventually y'all gonna sleep with each other, but you can try not to. But as long if you keep going to the barbershop, you gonna get your hair cut. Yeah. But eventually y'all gonna get it in. Yeah. And I was like, I was talking to my wife, and she was just saying, we was just saying, like, that's a little situation for Rami because if. He just goes up on her and just starts kissing her at night and does all this stuff. She's like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be Muslim. That's a L. That's a L. Mm-hmm. But if you know, say if he did what he did, that's another L. Yeah, so, yeah. But he should have known she was down with the shits just off the way her cousin acted. Because her, her, her cousin was acting all super tough. But then we was like, "I'm gonna show. You, I'm gonna take him to the club. Y'all have a good night." And then we was like, "Just be yourself." He should have known then she was down with the shits. Yeah, yeah. And it was just... And if it happened, it happened. This is also very eye-opening for all the uncles and aunties out there Man. who act like they don't want to marry their kids off to nobody, not knowing their kids is already out here fucking. It's, it's a lot going on out here. This is America. This ain't the... Oh, and I'm not... Let's keep, keep it all the way real. We're going to segue into another stock topic off of this. It's the same way in Saudi. Like, like why when he went to Egypt. Everybody keeps thinking when you go overseas, like Islam is different. No, like it's 2019. It's 2019. Motherfuckers are going to parties, they drinking, they 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 fucking, they doing all that shit. It's Even happening. over there. It's happening. Unless they throw you into some little village where there's no electricity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the days go by super slow, you ain't got no social media, that's it's happening, bro. Like when he went over there, bro, and he was he was drinking water. He's like, bro, you drinking water out the tap? Like, you you gonna be sick? You gonna be messed up tonight? And then he does a lot of coke. Like, like what, what, what's going on? <laughs> I can't yep. drink water, but you, you know but what you saying? can start coke. And that just that segues that segues into Nicki Minaj having a show over there. How come she can't have a show over there? So what is Saudi Arabia? So what? This is supposed to be a Christian country. Christian country. 
It's half nigga women out everywhere. Do you think it's gonna be different over in Saudi? Do you nah. know who Abu Rasasa is? It's just it's just the way of the times, and I feel like a lot of uncles, aunties that come from back in in the original country from overseas, back in whether it be the forties, fifties, sixties, even seventies, like it's it's not like that over there no more. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? They basically the little brothers of America. Like you know what I mean? Like and it's tough, man. It's tough. And especially a lot of people think their kids is growing up a certain way like they did over here. But you're not with your kid 24-7. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't see what apps, what, what your kids doing on their phones. You know what I'm saying? Their laptops, their iPads. Not only that, I think people forget how it is when they grow up. <coughs> you want to fit in. You want to be a part of. No one wants to be alienated. Right. It's one thing. You, it, it's something that's subconscious that your family is always going to be there for you. Your family is always going to support you no matter what. When you go out in these streets, it's a totally different story. Right. And especially in America where being Muslim is the least popular thing you can be pretty much. Yeah. So, and it's it's, a, it's even harder for the women because you expect them to wear your job out there. That's walking around with a sign like I'm Muslim. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys... You can't tell they Muslim unless they got a kufi on. And they super happy with it too. Like yeah, like you can't tell. They they walking around in J's. You know what I'm saying? They got suits on. They got collar shirts on. And then they got the nerve to look at you crazy when you give them they right. That's a Muslim. When you give them the greetings, they look you like, oh, don't say that. The look on their faces, don't say that around these people. Like I, you understand? I was born black in America. Strike one. <laughs> 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 I have I have some intelligence strike too. Iguodala, oh, I don't mean to cut you off. But Iguodala, Andre Iguodala was on a podcast, and he was like, they was like, man, you know, you fall down seven times, you get up eight, and he was like, why is that? That don't make sense to get up because you, it don't make sense because if you fall down seven times, how are you gonna get up eight? And Iguodala said, this black man, we started on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's, and to, that's what I don't get about our dean. It's like the brothers and sisters from overseas want to assimilate so bad. My thing is, I came from this. I'm already assimilated. Right. I don't want to be from overseas. As fucked up as my country is, I'm an American. So I'm a Muslim American. I truly believe, I think it was me and Nafi was talking, and he was talking to some, he was talking about how like one of the brothers from the um, Ward of the Muhammad community was talking about how like one of one of the scholars from the Ward of the Muhammad community was talking to another scholar from overseas about Madhabs. And the scholar told him, maybe y'all need to make your own. And I think that is a good idea. We need scholars from America to find how do we practice this deen within this culture. Because this culture is totally different from overseas. Plus, it's 2019. Like I said, I wouldn't have my wife now if I waited on a brother from the masjid. To let me marry one of their daughters. Yeah. There's only one brother that came to me and asked me if I was married. 
And that was, uh, what's the brother's name? Iman Bagley. He did. It was, uh, we was, uh, it was one of the Ram- one of the his first, second Ramadan, I think it was second Ramadan after I took Shahada. Yeah, second one. Second Ramadan after I took Shahada. And, um, we was at Lafayette High School. And I'm in line to get food, and brother was like, you married, brother? And I was like, I'm about to be. Because at that time, I was working right. on getting married to my now wife. But that's the only brother that asked. Yeah. The I only know. other brother that asked, he asked after I got married, was Brother Malik. But I didn't have I didn't have regular run ins with Brother Malik until after I got married. But I'm pretty sure that would probably be the only other brother that would have cared. Yeah. Every every everybody else for one thing, people from overseas think once you're black and you come to my street, no, you got you obviously converted in prison. I ain't never been to prison. Like, why do I have to go to prison <laughs> to get the thing? And two, there the the prejudice and the racism within the thing. There is it's there. Right. Even though I love Lexington because it's one of the most diverse Umas, which is the only Uma I know, but from what I've seen, it's one of the most diverse because we have almost every ethnicity of um, Muslims other than probably Russian. But I've seen every other ethnicity in Masjid Bilal. Yeah. I remember when I saw my first white Muslim family, it was like seeing. Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I was in the nation of Islam then, but I just remember we it was uh it was E prayer. This when they was holding in the KBA um gymnasium. And um we just got finished praying. Brother Damon is talking to some some brothers. I really wasn't part of um uh Sunnah Al Jamal. I forgot how to say it, but the, you know the Ummah of the Sunnah at that time. Because, you know, Nation Islam swears that they're above and they're not a part of, but which they're not. That's a whole other topic. But, um, so I didn't really know none of the brothers, but Brother Damon knew because, of course, he talks to him. He's been going to the march longer than I have. And, um, I don't know, as I looked and I saw a white sister, and I can say sister because she's a sister in the dean. She had like three kids and they all were in her jab. And then the husband came up. And he was in a full throw with a kufi on. And I had to take a double though. Is that a white family? <laughs> Muslim? Alhamdulillah. Okay. And also, that was also right when my idea of Nation Islam started to change, which I really didn't want to be a part of. But at the time, like I said, you want to be a part of something. And the only thing I was a part of was. The uh, DNA program, and I was coming from the nation of gods and earth, and I knew I didn't want to leave Islam, but I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know where the masjid was. I just remember one of the brothers came to the meeting. He was in the nation of Islam. They invited me. I, I fought him for a while until I found out everything that they know is everything I already knew. So I was like, I can get here easy. Right. Slid right in and eventually slid right out because uh, they got to talk about some off the wall shit. I'm cool on that. Dianetics and all. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. Spaceships. And, and if I'm wrong, stop for a lot. Like, I apologize. But at the same time, they don't believe in heaven and hell, so it don't matter no way. And you die, you die, you return to a lot. And which makes no sense to me because I thought about it like, if there's no heaven and hell, then why am I doing all this shit anyway? Right. Why can't I just do what I want to do? 
Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, so the show was pretty good. Yeah, right? yeah the show was lit, man. The show was pretty good. The uncle was off the chain. Bro, I was I was in a cringe. Like I, I felt uncomfortable. I was I was uncomfortable watching when he took his buddy Steve over to the girls' house and found out they was in high school, like they was underage. Uh, oh, I was yeah, like, oh, this man. is not. I felt like I was there. I was like, this is not going. This is not going to end well. It's like this. I felt bad for Rami, but for Steve, yeah, let them Steve, get it, fam. I'm like, why are you? I don't, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Well, what do you like? The police break in there and they see Steve and they see these underage women out. Like, what do you? What do you do? I don't know. I don't. I don't me myself personally. How would you even put him in the back of your car? Me myself personally, if it was me, and you know Steve is his in real life best friend. For real? It's not just the show. It's his real life best That's friend. So if I pull up and Steve is like who he is, and he's trying to get it in, and I see this underage girl, it's like, look, man, I'm going to leave. Pick like, me up. I, I come back. I don't even know what to do. If as if he was Rami. If I was wrong, I'm going to leave. That's what I said. Like, bro, I'm leaving. Like, I can't be here. <laughs> I can't be here. <laughs> Do you, right? Do you. Text me when you're done. Something happens. I'm the one that's getting charged for all of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know hey, that shit was wild. It was crazy, bro. But, yeah. I I want to see more episodes with the uncle, bro. The uncle was hilarious, dude. The, uncle, the uncle's off the chain, fam. The uncle is off the chain, man. He's like... When he was, it was funny because we were sitting there watching and his Rami's sister was in there and the uncle was looking at her and my wife was like, look at him looking at her like this. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm about to watch. And then when he told her to go put some pants on, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> uncle went playing that shit. It's like, look, I know we're in America, but you're going to put some type of pants on. I ain't going to say nothing about you not wearing no hijab, but you damn sure will put some pants on. Like, it's crazy. It's like, you can't, you can only get checked by your parents, and the kids don't even let themselves, they don't, they don't even care what your parents, the parents are saying no more. Yeah. So it's like. But like I said, at the same time, they came to America. Yeah, they, they not. So like, in America, even though we've already covered, it's probably the same way overseas. But in America, you get to do what you want to do. It's your right as an American. Like, yes, you're Muslim. You was raised in a Muslim household, but as a woman, I can only imagine being alienated because of the hijab, being alienated because all you wear is like loose fitting pants, and yeah. skirts, and all of that. And like, the jokes, the jokes that come with Like, that. I can only imagine. And that's why, like, a lot of times when people tell me, like, you don't know what it is, I be looking at them like, what the fuck you mean? I gotta walk around in this skin all day. All day. Like, I don't get to uh, put nothing over this shit. And even if I did, my voice still gives it away. I don't care how white I talk. <laughs> I remember when I was working at, uh, I was working at sales over the phone. And I tried to put my white voice on, and the sister said, oh, I know, brother. I said, huh? She said, you can hide it all you want. <laughs> I got you, brother. I'll buy something. <laughs> and I was just like, even if I tried to like mask it to put on the the, the bill paying voice, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's crazy that that that's even a thing. 
the, the crazy thing is, and you know, I was talking to my wife about this, and I talked to a lot of people about this. Like, in all reality, race does not exist. And I know people would be like, oh, Uncle Tom would call me Uncle Tom for one thing. That's actually a good thing to call someone Uncle Tom. He really, really read the story. For two, race is a socioeconomical construct that was created to keep people separated. It keeps people separated. You know what I'm saying? Because when it all boils down, like, if I need blood, and another white man, another white woman's blood type is the same as mine. It's going to work if I need the transfusion. Right. At the end of the day, everybody gets put back down on the earth. Right. It's. And when you look at like epigenetics and all of that stuff and, and, and DNA and RDNA and, and ribosomes and all of that, like we all have the same genetical makeup. What makes the difference is the proteins that, that that connect with it. I don't want to get into the whole chemistry with y'all, but nigga, we all the same. That's just where it all boils down to. Unfortunately, because of the way how the media is set up and just socioeconomics as it is, a socioecology as it is, it's easy to separate people by the color of their skin. Plus, the Quran tells you straight up. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the actual ayat, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I created you different tribes so you get to know one another. That's the beauty of the diversity. If he made everything the same, where's the beauty right. at? Nobody wants everything to be the same. That's why we don't want communism. So that's just, I don't know, this is how it is. You hear about the uh, 20 tons of cocaine found on the J.P. Morgan ship? <laughs> No. Yeah, I, I I just totally changed the subject. <laughs> so there was a sh there was a freighter that was seized by U.S. Customs. They had twenty tons of cocaine on it. First of all, from J.P. Morgan Chase. That's my bank. Your neighborhood dope boy. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga ain't twenty tons. You, I, you think he bringing that in, Coach? <laughs> he got. His phone bill and his daughter name. You think he bringing that in? <laughs> 20 tons? Man. If another nigga said there's a war on drugs, smack yourself. 20 tons? And that's by the bank, y'all. Now, someone asked me, are you going to change banks? For what? I ain't paying for the coke. <laughs> I'm going to change banks. Hey, you know what? Me and my father had this conversation a while ago. We was talking about, uh, I think we was talking about Jordan. He was talking about how, like, there was this little campaign they was pushing where like Jordan it Jordan endorses private private um, jails, private 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 pit prisons. And the thing is, I said, uh, I don't think Jordan even knows. He has someone who handles his portfolio. He has an accountant that handles his portfolio. His and those people put his money in the best stock to make him more money. He don't give a fuck. He's making more money. So how can you blame Jordan for his money being endorsing private prisons? You can't blame you gonna stop buying his shoes because his accountant decided to put his money in the private prisons. Plus, if that's the case, having the clothes we wear, we should be wearing. Yeah, like when you it, it just it depends on how far the rabbit hole you want to go down. Like, yeah. Are you gonna make your own clothes? 
You know what I'm saying? I, I, I stand with Killer Mike when he was talking about how, like, I think he was at a town hall meeting, and he, he said, don't let none of these old black folk talk y'all into going out in the street and getting yourself killed for some type of revolution. Can you plant your own food? Do you shoot a gun every day? Can you hunt? Can you kill your own food? Can you build your own house? You cannot go to war behind enemy lines and use the enemy's infrastructure. Y'all niggas are stupid. I'm just going to be real. Like, and I say that because I used to be that nigga. And one day I had to sit back and really think about like how stupid I was. Yeah, it's tough. You can't, yeah, can't go to war unless you got your money right. And it's not, you can't, you can't use the, it, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's going clearer than what you said. Like, and the thing is, a lot puts you in a situation. It's what you do in the situation that matters. Right. Because, see, none of this happens without a lot of permission. So you can bitch and complain about the quote-unquote white man, the quote-unquote system, and all of that. What are you doing to 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 make the best out of this situation? They gave you the cards. They dealt the cards. Play the fucking game and try to win. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's what I had to get with. Like I could sit back and blame people all day, and I'm always be broke and not have nothing. And as soon as I realized, like it's not, it ain't no time to complain. And I, re- I was watching the. Um, and I was listening to a lecture about, uh, what's his name? Abu Usama Thakbi. And he was talking about how, like, Prophet Muhammad never complained. Now, there's certain things you can't complain, but complain about, but to complain for the sake of complaining when shit ain't gonna change, ain't no sense in doing it. You're just wasting time. Right. You're a part of this system. You were born here. Play the game. You learn the game. You learn the rules. You got to be Neo out this bitch. You got to learn the rules and learn how to fucking dodge bullets, man. Like, you ain't going to last. And at the end of the day, this whole thing ain't going to last forever anyway. Nope. Plus, on the day of judgment, ain't none of this shit going to matter anyway. Only thing that's going to matter is the questions that a lot poses to you. Right. You can't blame nobody else. You can't say, oh... Uh, the system was broke and the white men and all this and, and America. No, that ain't gonna matter. What did you do with the resources I gave you? How many people did you help? How many people did you touch? What did you change? How close was your family? Stuff like that is gonna matter. Right. So that's why I don't get into all this. I don't get into it no more. I used to, but it's, it's a waste of time. I wasted years doing that shit all while fucking getting high as a kite. I was stupid, dude. Man, it ain't, man. I was stupid. If I could tell, if I could go back and say something to the younger me, I'd probably go back and smack the shit out and tell him to get his shit together. All this shit ain't gonna matter in the next 15 years. <laughs> for real. <laughs> and I just dip. Leave myself looking at a stupid sitting on the couch high. Walk up to him and smack nigga. Ain't none of this shit gonna matter in 15 years. None of it. You ain't gonna be here. This chick you with ain't gonna be with you. The niggas you hanging with, you ain't gonna be with them either. Once you grow up, some of these niggas are gonna stay with you. Yes, some of them, everybody, eventually, if they're working on something, they they sprout out. They they yeah. spread out. They do their own thing. They don't mean that y'all ain't gonna be close, but you gotta get your shit together. 
you grow together, you grow apart. It's, it's tough. Yep. So what is it? I so I see you have been to the gym. You try to watch CNN. You watch Rami. You know what I even downloaded the CNN app. It has uh, since then been deleted, but that's just because my storage space is very limited. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. Get you an app I'm trying to. But that's one thing. What's that's the phone Huh? What's cell phone service you with? I'm with uh, Sprint. Sprint. Okay. But right now, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to do a better job of making best use of my time. Yeah. Because right now, my time is all over the place. And at the same time, I have no time. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get into a routine. I'm trying to find a way to, to be efficient. I'm all about efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, time management is a bitch. Trying to. Navigate, sleep, prayers, marriage, work, and now you got a baby, so. Yeah. And like, and then on top of that, you got like, you got family, you got, uh, yeah, you you said work, and it's just, you got, and then you got your own interests, the stuff you want to do, you know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy how like, you really ain't got no time. Once you get to a certain age. Yeah, you just, there's never enough time in the day. I think I just got blessed at the beginning of this year with what happened to me and how everything worked out with my current situation. Because I didn't, I didn't make this happen. It just happened. Yeah. And I took advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, alhamdulillah, my wife had gotten sick earlier this week. And because I'm able to do what I do with my job, I was able to stay here and take care of her. Right. Make sure she was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, we losing out, we losing out on a little bit of money, but that's okay. Like she was taken care of. Right. And then when she has a surgery, she's gonna be off work. I'm gonna have to pick up hours. So for about three weeks there, I'm gonna be working all the time. But that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's how these things work. It's a team effort. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, in managing time, like it is, I don't know, man. I, I For one thing, I stopped planning. My, my wife hates it. I stopped planning shit. I just go with it. I have an idea or outline on how my day, week, month might go. But if something don't work out, it just don't work out. Um, I am a firm believer in you make plans and Allah makes plans and Allah is the best of planners. Right. Like, you could plan all you want. I, You know, I was uh, speaking in Louisville the other day, and, you know, I ended I ended the um, the workshop by saying, at the end of the day, God nor the disease of addiction gives a fuck about what you want. God doesn't care what you want. Allah does not care. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying, like, he has a plan. And right. you're going to fall in line, whether you, with or without his permission. And you want it to be with his permission. Right. Because it can be like you want you want to get that new Camaro. You want to get it today. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that taught me that was my mother dying in 2011. I wanted to build a better relationship, relationship with her. It didn't work out that, the way I wanted it to. 
And this whole thing with my with my wife and I trying trying to have kids, just we can't. It's over. That really taught me like obviously he has something better for me, and I could sit back and feel bad, feel feel uh, bad about it. I could complain about it. I could cry. I can try to find ways to adopt and all of that, or I can just wake up and do what I can do the very next day. And if a lot of places a child in our life that we could take care of, yeah. But that's the we, me, and my, me and my wife talking about adopt, adopting and fostering. That's kind of scary nowadays. This ain't the 1950s, 1960s, where there was a, I guess I'd say a higher moral code in America, and people went this crazy. Like you don't know what you get nowadays. I don't. My biggest fear is being asleep, and we fostering a 12, 15 year old, and I wake up this motherfucker standing over me. Right now, man, I, I'm shooting that motherfucker. <laughs> you shot that kid? The fuck I did? Yes, I did. I'm sleeping. This motherfucker standing over me in the middle of the night. He got shot. That's tough. My life is more important at the end of the day. It's self It's a first law, law of nature, self-preservation. Let no kid hurt me. It's probably why I ain't here. Shit. Fuck that. But yeah, man, this is how it is. Like, a lie has a plan, and you're going to fall in line. It, you know, um, uh, I, my father even uh, disagreed uh, about it with me. I think because it talks about in the Nation of Gods and Nurses, it talks about uh, man, man carries out the will of Allah, whether he knows it or not. And, you know, the whole predestination thing is something that's a part of the deen. Like, you are there, there is a certain timeline you follow. You don't know what it is, but Allah does. And my father and a few other people was like, no, you have control of your, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have control. You have an idea what you want to do. You have an idea what your purpose is. But at any given time, I mean, it's already written. But at any given time, they could change. What like mean, that. But what you mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Because it's like this. When me and my wife got together, we didn't know she had endometriosis. We're thinking we're getting married. We're both perfectly healthy. We're married for a year. We go to the hospital because she throws her back out. We find out she has fluid on one of the fallopian tubes. That's why I said things have changed. We had a plan in our mind of marriage, house, family. Right. We thought that that was going to work because we love each other. Everything was going good. Job was going good. Like we think we on the path. Right. And it's the path that Allah wants us to be on because it's going so good. Right. All it took was one trip to the emergency room, and then it was a chain of events. And it seemed like Allah prepared us for that last uh, last, um, in vitro fertilization that that wasn't successful. Then she had a hysterectomy. Like, when we first found out she had fluid on her fallopian tube, and they said they had to take one out, that was getting us prepared for the fact that maybe we won't be having a family like we thought. And I, I believe, and I agree with that. And I don't know what thing, What I'm saying is, as a person out here today, you know what I'm saying, you you have free will. You can do whatever you please. You know what I'm saying? Allah 
already knows what we're going to choose or what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when people be like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? If, if Allah, God made me, made me this way or made, put me here or made me do this, made me do that, then why am I to blame for, for what I do? And it's just like, no, you were put here with free will. You can go to the store. You can go out there and eat a tree. But that's on you. Allah knows what you're going to do. He already seen the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now the movie is just playing out. No, I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is when you set out to plan to do a thing, like for instance, it talks, there's an ayah in the Quran that says if all of creation wanted to do harm to you, no harm would come to you unless Allah allows it. Right, and I agree if with that. All, if all of creation, if all creation wanted to help you, no help will come to you unless Allah allows it. Right, nothing can happen so, without the will. But that's what I mean by like His plan is going to work out whether you have a hand in it or not. You could try to get a job all you want. Right, if it's not you too could, risky, it's, it's not going to happen. But that's, that's what I mean, though. That's right. what I mean. I agree with you. That's what I mean. Right. Like, that's what I mean in a, in a nutshell. It's like. You can have all these aspirations to be whatever you want to be. Right. If Allah does not want that to happen for you, it's just not going to happen. I just don't want nobody to misconstrue that and think like, oh, then I shouldn't be taking account for anything that I do. No, that's not the case. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. You do. You are accountable for what you do. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is don't have expectations on your own ability to do things. Right. You might be good as hell at doing something, but if Allah does not, does not want that for you, it's not going to happen. Right. Like, for instance, I didn't know going on 11 years ago that I wouldn't be making music. Like, before I got clean, that was the goal. We had shows lined up. I was getting better at my craft, getting better at beat making. We had a, uh, we had a manager. We was working on getting a record label. Who's you, a DJ? No, I rap. You rap and make beats, so you was kind of hit before kind of. It was just more so. It, it was just more so. That's right. what because you indul- indulged in everything. I'm, I'm, I, I love hip hop, right? You know like, what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like I started out in middle school and high school writing poetry. Sophomore year of high school, got with a rap group, learned cadence, learned how to write bars, learned how uh, song structure. Back then, song structure was. Um, intro, intro, it was like intro, verse, hook, verse, hook, verse, outro. Right. Um, now it's just more now so. Now it's just it's like, it's like two it's, minutes You max. get two verses, and that's it. That's because of streaming. But anyway, um, so I was learning all that. I'm learning, you know, and I was getting better at my craft. You know, I was getting better at writing complete songs, getting mm-hmm. better at writing club songs versus album songs like I had good club concepts I had a good song that was when I performed it it was a hit Um, me and the guys I was working with was getting better and better we was was on a ride I got clean and everything changed like my whole attitude I wanted to but there was something in me that was just like it's not I'm not going to do it it wasn't until after I found out Eminem and Crooked Eye and Joe Button and all these other motherfuckers was at this 12-step program still rapping. But by then, I, I had lost it. Like, I was like, I ain't, no, I ain't gonna say I lost it. I didn't have the hunger for it. Right. Because I could still sit down and write a song right now if I wanted to. Because I listen to so much music, something that's never gonna go anywhere. Right. 
I just spent now. I don't have the time or the money because that shit costs. Now, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I could probably my iPad up to this and make some back room shit. But do I really want to put the time in to do that? Plus, rapping is like the NBA, man. Only 0.2% of people make it. Yeah, everybody trying to rap to get into the league, man. But there's so many more avenues to get this mail, man. Yeah. There's so many avenues, man. Like this, with this streaming, podcasting, YouTube, all this stuff. Like, it, even it, farther than that, like, there's so much. It's just like, man, you ain't got to just pick up a ball, pick up a mic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even this goes back to what we were just talking about. Like, this is what I this is what I want to do. Streaming, right. making content, but that's not. It might not be a part of a lot's plan. Yeah, it feels like it right now because I had not time to do it. Right. But then again, it's, it's just this just might be setting me up with something else, and that's something else I learned. Like what you're doing in life now might not be what you'll be doing later on. It's setting you up to have the skills to handle something somewhere else. Right. And I, I think part of the reason why I do this as well is because being a part of the twist up program I'm in. I was told for a long time I speak well. For I was told before then because I'm a black man who can speak. And white people are amazed by someone who can use it, that has a vocabulary. Even though I cuss like a sailor, I can throw some loquacious ass words at you, even though that didn't even fit, but it sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, uh, so. so I was like, well, why not get into content? Why not? Do a podcast, and so for for like three years, I was just talking about doing this podcast, and then finally my wife was like, "You talking about it? Just do it." Man, I next thing I know, I go from two jobs to one job, right? And I'm like, you know what? As soon as income tax in, we get it, and here we are. Right. I had been talking with, with another thing I learned, man. I've been talking. To, I had been talking to people, friends, family about doing different things, doing podcasts, doing TV shows. Writing scripts, doing, but at the end of the day, unless you like, you know whether they're whether you're in it or they're in it. Like you, you can tell like, okay, this person really wants to do this, or this person really doesn't want to do this. This person just wants, wants to be on the backside where all the money coming in and all the all the success. But at the end of the day, this stuff, this stuff, it takes it takes a lot of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort. You know what I'm saying? Yep. A lot of people don't see the background, what's going on in the background. You know what I'm saying? They not in the gym, you know what I'm right. saying? They don't see the hour. We don't see the hours Kobe put in the gym. They just, they just got floor seats, and that's, that's what a lot of people just want. They just want the floor seats. They want the floor seats, and they want the <laughs> they want the pictures. But we out here, we are out here. Like uh, tonight, for instance, I know I got to go work tomorrow, but I'm probably gonna stream for about an hour. My wife ain't gonna like it, but it's a part of it. Like you got to put in the work. That's just where it is. And it sacrifices to this. You know what I'm saying? And like, especially my advice to people out there that ain't like before I got married, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I had like my only passion growing up was basketball. Yeah. And so I didn't even reach six foot. So that's out of the question. You know what I mean? Next thing on top of that, a certain period in high school, whereas like one of your peak times of finding out what you like to do. What I like to do was nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hang out, chill, do the medicinal, and that's it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'll catch you tomorrow. Yep, same here. You know what I'm saying? So now, after I'm married, just had a kid, I'm realizing what I want to do. And it's like, 
on one hand, I'm I'm excited, I'm ecstatic, like I'm finally something other than basketball that I like, that I want to do, that I have the ability to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the same time, I don't have you don't have that time when you're married, when you got bills, when you you know what I'm saying, taking care of rent, making payments on this, making payments on that. You know what I'm saying? You got kids. You know what I'm saying? So if you're young, if you're in your teens, man, just take advantage of staying with your peeps. If you got the opportunity or if you're privileged enough to stay with your parents, you know what I'm saying? If you're working, that's good, too. You know what I'm saying? Kick them something because, you know, it's rough out here in these streets. Yeah. Uh, and just find out what you like and follow that, bro. Like, not everybody, like, yeah, everybody likes to rap. You know what I'm saying? Everybody likes to hoop. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you got to find something that works for you. Like, T-Pain was like, man, everybody's out here rapping, but ain't nobody out here really doing this singing auto-tunes type, type stuff. And that's how he came up. Now look at him. He's yeah. streaming. He be streaming on Twitch. I didn't know he be streaming. He be streaming on Twitch. But at the same time, you, you got enough money to do so. Yeah, you got... I mean, you? hell, Apple bought him with diamonds, so... <laughs> no, for what, real. He, what, he was on a... Oh, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. My, my, my thing is, once you find something that you're into, you got to follow it. But at the same time, like I be I be following these uh entrepreneur pages on Instagram and one of the dudes said I told my son you don't have don't worry I don't worry about being top three in your class you know what I'm saying because if you worry if you do what it takes to be top three in your class you're not gonna be able to learn other things you know what I mean yeah and so it's not it's nothing wrong with being in the middle of a pack you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. once you specialize, you know, then of course you yeah, want to it's, be the it's best. Like it's like it. What I have to understand is, I don't have to be the best. I just have to be very good at what I am doing. Right. Very good and very distinct. Because you got to understand, <laughs> most entrepreneurs are C and C plus students. Right. They just took advantage of the opportunity. That have A and A plus employees. Right. Steve Jobs wasn't making them phones. When you think about that shit. Steve Jobs ain't making them phones? (laughs) When you think about that shit, that blows your mind. Like, most entrepreneurs, most most entrepreneurs didn't even graduate high school. There's a lot of people out there. If you you go to the next Wikipedia page, the proof is in the pudding. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but T-Pain ain't no more for nothing. That nigga, you know that song was supposed to be given to Nelly? Apple bottom? Was it? Because remember, Nelly had the apple bottom. Right, right, right. So he pitched it to Nelly. Nelly said the song was stupid. Flo Rida hopped on it. That shit went diamond. I mean, Nelly already has money, yeah, but I know yeah. he was still kind of yeah, sick. It's like, like, it's like when Hulk Hogan missed out on the George Foreman girl. Stupid. We got one of his hurricane shakes in here somewhere. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan hurricane shake? I looked at that shit and was like, you should have went for the grill. Right, right. you should have went for the grill, man. <laughs> should have went for the grill. That's tough. But yeah, it's opportunity just, missed. When you man, it's hard to realize an opportunity, man. And I'll be talking to my wife about this because I'll be like, you know what I'm saying? I'll be making prayer, I'll be making my duas for different things throughout life, what I would like to achieve or have access to, or this, that, and the other. And it's like you can't really tell sometimes when you got an opportunity or you got a blessing coming your way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And sometimes you can miss opportunity or not be appreciative for a blessing because you're not not you know not vigilant enough and that's just well your ears ain't to the ground like i try that's part of the reason why i don't plan because if i plan and i get fixated on something right. i obsess about it i put blinders on and then i not only cannot can i not see opportunity i don't hear when a lot 
telling me something. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear it. Like, for instance, Friday, I'm sitting here, turn my Xbox on, my father calls. I'm about to hit the bitch button. I was. <laughs> I was about to. Because it's my day off. Right. I don't do shit on Fridays. Y'all know I don't do shit on Fridays. Why are you calling me? But something in my spirit said answer. Plus, I'm trying, I'm doing my best to at least with my immediate family keep those family ties. Right. Because that's important. That's something that you really asked about in the day of judgment. So I've done my best not to hold grudges. Right. Uh, to allow my family to be who they are. And if he was calling with some bullshit, let him say what he needed to say and get off the phone. Well, come to find out, I had to speak, uh, what was it, Saturday, and I accepted it, even though I really didn't want to ride the little and do it. Speak for what? Speak to it. Basically, in the, in the program, people tell their stories or tell um, their experience. So you were like, you went up to Louisville to have one of those? Yeah. It was like, it was having a function and they have different speakers at different times. I'd be at 5.45 and my topic was growing pains. So I just shared what me and my wife was going through. Because that's a growing pain. That's something I'm going through and it's painful. Right. You know, there's a lot of times I feel by myself. I'm not going to get the whole... Right. So your dad called you that thing? Yeah. Someone called him and asked for me. So he called me and was like, can I give him your number? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I needed that. I needed that so I can release and get that off my chest. Right. It also gave me an opportunity. They're going to have a convention coming up here soon, and they might call me to go up and do a workshop. I usually go to the convention every year, but it's always a good thing to be of service to other addicts in need because my story helped somebody else. Right. Um, and then Monday, my wife has that incident. Tuesday, my father calls like, hey, you at home? I'm like, uh... Yeah, he's like, well, someone tried to scam my grandmother in D.C. They called saying they was me, and they needed $3,000 because they needed bail. I was coming from a funeral, and I needed bail because I was in jail. So my grandmother calls my aunt in D.C., and then my grandmother calls my sister, who's in North Carolina, and says that I got pulled over for a DUI. Yada, yada, yada. So my sister calls my father crying because she think I threw away all my clean time right. because of the incident my wife's going through. Right. And then when I call my sister, I'm sitting here with the Xbox control in my hand. Right. I FaceTime her right. so she can see it's me. You know what right. I'm saying? And she's like crying. I'm sorry. I'm like, it's all right. You ain't got to worry about me, is it? But what it did was if I didn't answer that phone, right, for one thing, I wouldn't see that my sister's actually proud of the clean time I had. Right. And I have been struggling with calling my grandmother in D.C. because she has ovarian cancer. And she's, my grandmother's in age. So she'll start out as the sweet grandma. And then she goes into the, I'm going to talk about what happened 30 years ago. Right. When I didn't have nothing to do with it. I'm six, seven years old. And start, and I ain't got time for it. So I've been trying to hold off on that shit. But it gave me an opportunity to talk to my grandmother again. And like I said, I'm trying to keep the family ties. Had I been obsessed about some shit? Had I had a plan that day and ain't nobody stopping my plan, I'd have missed all that because I would have definitely disregarded it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean by I don't make plans. Like I try to keep myself regularly available to be a service to my family and to others to the best of my ability. And my father called today. He's in North Carolina with my sister and he needed some money. 
I sent it to him. Didn't really want to, but he needed it. Right. I mean, the nigga that took care of me most of my life, so I sent it to him. Right. And he's going to pay me back. Well, he's mailing me a check, which I can cash on the first. He gets he gets a disability from the Army. So I'm getting it back, but it's a simple fact that had I been obsessed, like today about streaming, I would have never picked up the phone, never answered the text message. Because once I get locked into some shit, I'm, ain't nobody stopping me. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I try to be as flexible as possible. And when I am flexible, I, can, I get to see the opportunities. I get to hear a lot when he's speaking to me to be of service or to be there for somebody. So, yeah. You keep looking down your phone. That's just a, yeah, you know. Gotta check on him. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep hitting these checkpoints. Right. But, uh, yeah, man. Stream yeah. worked out pretty good yesterday. Done day. Yeah, man, that was great. 12 followers in a week, that's not bad at all. Right. I want to keep it going. I don't know if I'm going to stream this, uh, Man 20 or not. I'm so trash. Just stream you it, said, man. You said you wanted to see it. Just stream it, man. I've been thinking about getting either like an NHL or FIFA game just to stream because it's like it's different, it's fun. Like yeah. when I first started playing Fortnite, it was fun. Like I was terrible. Like I'm still bad, but I was terrible. Like I, I didn't even know I had to land. I didn't even know where to land. I accidentally fell in the water and died the first time because I thought I was going over there. So I was waiting. I'm like, where's everybody at? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I fell in the water and died. But yeah, streaming something new, streaming different things. I'm definitely into, but at the same time, I like. I'm starting to like to play games more just for the just for the fun of the game. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's what I think. That's why I think our streams are doing so well. Also, because we're not trying to entertain. It's more so we're streaming, and we're having fun. Right, we're just hanging out, we're chilling. Yeah, like I'm not trying to, for because I used to just be so competitive on games, but yeah. now I'm just trying to be just just trying to enjoy the game, just trying to enjoy the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, part of the reason why I'm streaming Madden is because I used to be a Madden fanatic. Yeah, I but it's like I haven't played Madden since Madden 10. That's when uh, Palomalu and Fitzgerald was on the cover. Yeah, and it's like I remember. When, it's funny because I started playing and I, that old feeling came back. Yeah, you know the old feeling when you the football feeling. You right. used to dive and catch shit over the couch, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, talking, like being a little told like, Oh, he got one. Diving over the couch like I'm diving over the goal line. Like that that feeling came back. I'm like, I miss this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I haven't played Madden. But I'm trash though. Seriously, since like PS2. I am super trash. I'm, I'm trash. Offense, that that's like riding a bike, but the defense, the game has changed so much. User. <laughs> the game has changed so much. I'm sitting like, okay. Cover two zone. Okay, I know what cover two is, but fuck, I can't remember. Like, so it, it's gonna be fun getting back into it, remembering shit. I know what nickel three four all that is, but none of the plays are listening like that anymore. It's just like I don't know. So it's gonna take some time to get back into. Plus, the, the controls have changed. Right. All of that. There's so much more to do. Uh, so I downloaded Madden 19 just so I can actually. Play the game and get a feel of it before I spend money on Madden 20, which I probably won't spend no money on Madden 20 till after I get 2K. 
2K come first. So, yeah, 2K coming out. Since, since 19 is free, I went ahead and downloaded that. I, I think I got less than eight hours of play time on Madden 20. Could they give you 10 hours of trial time? Right. So, uh, if everything's cool tonight, nine times out of ten, I will stream about an hour. So, it. so what you think when 2K20? Because I know you, like, I, we still got to wait to see what they do with the my player, with the builds. But uh, what way are you leaning? What, what, what do you think? I'm de- I told you I'm definitely going. I'm a guard, man. Like You didn't see, my, you see me work. You see me work. You didn't see me work, my nigga. You see, I get you know buckets. Who I am. You see, you I get know buckets. Who I am. <laughs> so I mean, but nine times out of ten, it's gonna be some type of pure shot creator or playmaker shot creator because that's that's my niche. Right. Um. And I know those two particular builds. A lot of people don't use them or don't know how to use them. Everybody, everybody goes towards the meta. So at the beginning of the year, everybody will be making builds. Of course, YouTube's going to make builds. They're going to suggest certain builds. One build is going to be OP, or two builds are going to be OP, and that's where everybody's going to switch to. This year, it happened to be like three of them. It was the Sharpshooting Playmaker, the Pure Stretch, and the Lockdown. Like Those are the three builds that, uh, and the Pure Pulse Scores, you know how to use them, which I don't see that many of them on Xbox, but I'm in on PlayStation. Sharpshooter, it was a sharpshooter playmaker, lockdown, um, stretch bigs, and this, those are the four builds that people just win because you don't need any skill to play with them. A seven foot pure uh, stretch big, like all you got to do is left, right cheeks, behind screens, and just shoot. Sure. Like right. lockdowns, they stand next to you and they drop your attributes. Then with the playmakers, if you know how to dribble, the sharpshooter playmakers, you know how to dribble. They're going to dribble and wait till they get left, right, and they're going to shoot. Like, that's why I be boxing them niggas up the way I do. So it depends on the meta. But for the most part, since we get in the demo, we're going to get to play. We're going to get to try out multiple builds. Definitely going to start out with the pure shot creator and the playmaker shot creator. I'm praying that a pure shot creator has a decent speed with ball and ball control. I know everything else is going to be all right. Does the speed boost make it a break for you with the pure shock rate? Yes. With the pure shock rate, it does. Um, with I think with any guard, it does. Um, if you play like I play, if you are a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a sharpshooter, not really, because all you got to do is catch and shoot. The badges is what makes the sharpshooter so OP, because they catch and shoot on Hall of Fame, deep range data on Hall of Fame. Like, right. You don't really need... All you need to do is be open when someone passes you the ball. But um, the speed boost makes it a break for me is because, for one thing, I don't do the whole momentum, the momentum crossover and the spins and all of that. I need to be able to beat you off the dribble once I make that cut. If I can't boost out of that, I'm no good because I can get you off balance. But if I can't get that speed once I get you off balance, I'm dead in the water. And I, honestly, that's what makes good guards is the misdirection. You know what I'm saying? Um, good, good scoring guards. I mean, of course, you got the Andre Villas of the world who just doesn't set people up. But that's not the way. That's not the way the games play. Unfortunately, the way 2K's play is not that realistic to the point to where um, you can have those builds. Because yeah. trust me, if I can have a six-one, 
guard, I would have him. But the way the game's set up, I'm fast, but the bigger bills, like, I can't really get to the rim. Or if they, the way they have people jump 10 feet across the court. Yeah, you can't get a shot off. Can't get a shot off like I want to. Even though I know some people who know how to play with those small guards. Like, it's Reese, his guard is, his, his original build that he got the 95 with was a 6-2 playmaker shot creator. So, it's possible. And I thought about doing that too, like next year. Just going ahead and getting out there and playing with the randoms. And if y'all are home, we will play. But, you know, just, just playing on Xbox and how well I've been doing just reminded me, like, I, I, I am good enough to play. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just PlayStation, man, they, they whine so much it makes you not want to play. Because you get out there and they don't know who you are. They just complain every time you make a mistake. Yeah. Or you don't pass on the ball. Right. But they can shoot the craziest shit. And, uh, you, you know, man, you know, I get a headache. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're playing with a pure, pure, um, pure stretch four the other night. He could shoot to save his fucking life. And it was giving me a headache. Like, it gives me a headache just to think about it now. Like, really? why do you have a pure, sharp, pure stretch four? And I pass to you wide open, and you can't hit the shot. Like, yeah. what's the point in having a pure stretch four? Yeah. Like, I do everything in my power to make sure you get the ball when it's open. All you got to do is just shoot your shot. <laughs> you make your shot. You chose that shot. <laughs> you chose that build. Like, you know you're supposed saying? to hit the shot. I rely on you. If you're out there and you're out there on the island, no one's there, and you shoot it, and you put up a house. That's right. You're a random, and it says your bit is a pure stretch. It's like, okay, that's the only thing I know about me. Is it, you're supposed to shoot. And I'm out there on a playmaker shark red and shooting better than you. That's a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, that's part of the reason why I'm sticking with the playmaker shark red, too, is because, like I said, the attributes itself is the same as a shark shooting playmaker. The only thing the sharpshooting playbreaker has is their badges are one tier higher. Mm. So his catch and shoot is silver, his deep range dead eye is silver, his limitless range is silver, all mine are bronze. And I'm only like one or two attribute points below. That's why I like, why would I make that? I can't drive. Like, I like dunking on people too. I might not get no contact on, but I ain't scared to go to the rack. I'm going. Yeah. As part of it, I'm going to make this 6.5 too, because that's 6.4 on PlayStation. You can't get blocked. I'm going to make this 6.5 and make it work. And um, also, there's a, when you make it build, there's a sweet spot when it comes to like weight, yeah. height, all of that. Yeah, eventually. You can hit you can hit 6.10, 6.9, but eventually you'll see, like, oh, okay, that's when the drastic change is, and I'm close to the height, I'm close to the weight yeah. where I need to be to do this X, Y, and Because I realize, like, for instance, with the guards, I try to keep my strength at 60. So I will lower my weight until the, st- the strength is 60. But that also takes up my speed with ball, my acceleration, and my lateral quickness. Right. So I try to have my speed with ball. I want my speed with ball and my speed to be just about the same. I want to move just as fast without the ball as I do with the ball. Right. That's another reason why I hope that the pure shock reader has a higher Ball control, because if you're a shocker, he can have like an 88 speed, but his speed of ball speed would probably be like a 78, 
it's like it's a drastic difference. Yeah. I'm speeding past you when I ain't got the ball. When I got the ball, slow. Right. I just I want every I want my speed to be pretty much the same across the board. I'm not too much worrying about shooting because the way 2K set up, you can have a 70 shot and you won't hit if you open it. If you know your shot. Yeah. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> dude, don't get me started on that. But, yeah, I wanted to tear it up today. And I I, I saw takeovers on. I sent him a message. They have a solid three. He never sent me a message back. So I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to grind on this uh, playmaking shot creator. But uh, it's been an hour and 39 minutes. I don't know. This man got to get to his family. My wife will be off here in about 10 minutes. So, and I, honestly, I probably need to start streaming before she gets home. That's a good idea. So I'm already streaming when she walks in the door. Yeah. <laughs> you know what time it is. <laughs> um, and there should be no background noise in this one, thank goodness. So I'll be able to um, mix this down tomorrow while I'm at work. And go ahead and get it up on Pipple and get it on YouTube. And keep hounding um, Apple and Spotify. And eventually, inshallah, we'll have enough of a catalog. And we can start putting the links on Facebook and Instagram and all of that. Um, and once this stuff is over with my wife, I'll start using social media more. But my wife had surgery on the 14th. And the after effects of the incident happened Monday is still um, lingering, so I must be my main focus besides content is making sure she's all right. Yeah. But once she's feeling better and we get past that, then I'm definitely hopping into the social media because my um, 2020 is going to be it's going to be lit. I think I'm going to use the eyeglasses emoji for 2020 by 2020 vision. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that myself. See what I did there, twenty twenty twenty. Anyway, but yeah, um, definitely gonna start posting more. Um, inshallah, twenty twenty, we start getting rolling, and at some point, start making some type of residual income. Inshallah, inshallah, that's the goal. But so I'm like rocking to a lot here by the cartoon. Thank you all for tuning in, and we out this big.